Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Welcome to the COB. I'm Danny Okuye. And I'm Juliette Sully, and you're in green to match the markets today. <laughs> I am, I am. I thought you might have worn red. Oh. We could have been little Christmas well, I could have elves. Been red. Exactly. It's kind of my candy cane skirt. We'll have to work on tomorrow's outfits yes. because, you know, quite frankly, we just keep on talking about these bull markets mm. that just keep on going up. And today we have seen continued buying in the ASX 200, and it looks like it's closed up. Up 56 points or 0.76 percent and the SIBO 200 was also up by about that order of magnitude. Yeah Jules. indeed um, it was actually a 10 month high we can see there the SIBO up by about seven tenths of one percent and uh, really broad based buying across the major sectors but uh, as you mentioned getting very sky high towards <laughs> these record highs uh, if we have a look at the three themes and you were telling me or reminding me because I did study this in year seven but that was a little while ago now <laughs> about the story of Icarus. Exactly. So the story of Icarus, he was trying to escape from jail and he had his fake wings and he was flying up into the sky and his dad said, don't go too high because the wax will melt your wings, your don't feathers. Don't go too close to the sun. sun. Sun, sorry, not the sky. And he died. So I guess the, the moral <laughs> tale of that is... Don't die. Is, no, you're not going to die. But the markets are, I think the ASX 200 is about 100 points off its record high. We mm. really are seeing a melt up at the moment and speaking to lots of the experts today just making the point tactically well maybe just yeah. be a bit careful so sky high we have been flying indeed and also maybe the moral listen to your father <laughs> um consumer caution as well i mean consumer stocks rallied really hard but that yeah. update from kmd brands which is of course the new zealand company yeah. but listed here and owns Katmandu, rip curl look they yeah. saw a bump in black friday sales but not enough to offset a 12 and a half percent decline in sales for the first four months absolutely so just showing that the consumer is very fragile at the moment and these Christmas sales will really, really be interesting. I've already, have, I don't know if you have, but I've been getting the January Boxing Day sales yeah. advertisements already into my inbox. So I don't think it's going to be a clear cut situation that all retail is really, really strong. I think the consumer could yeah, be under but pressure. Yeah, I was at uh, Bondi Jungle, Bondi Junction the, the junk other day. Heap. Could not move. And especially in some of the, you know, the, I guess, what you would say the lower cost like Kmart, the queue was insane. Well, Kmart, that's interesting because yeah. Wes Farmers shares have been performing so well. So the consumer really trading down at the moment, mm, I think, yeah. which again is indicative, which might be good for LaVisa. Indeed. All right. Now, our 
our friend Carl's coming up and he loves to say primates for uh, prime rates for China. <laughs> they were on hold today. The primates were the on primates hold. primates were on hold. The monkeys are staying uh, on hold and that is mainly due to the fact that the PBOC didn't lift in December so the yeah. banks aren't lifting their uh, lending rates either. Having a look at our banks though, some really good gains coming through today. Absolutely and it looks like Macquarie continuing to run very much risk on. Markets do well, Macquarie does well. Also Westpac up by over 1%. Having a look at the mining space, I mean we're still watching a lot of moves coming through in these iron ore players if we get to the mining stocks. There we go. Fortescue coming off records, BHP, Rio looking good, South 32 up 6 tenths of 1%. And I thought we'd have a look at the healthcare stocks because these three sectors are what moves the ASX 200 and as we can see, uh, great to see for some long-standing shareholders. ResMed continuing to rally up over a percent and CSL up to $284 per share. And let's have a look at the second page because Helios was uh, one of the standouts today up by over a 3% but pretty much green on screen almost across the board there. Indeed. All right. Well, getting to some of those top corporate stories, we're continuing to see this M&A mania. Orica snapping up Canadian sensors and data delivery company Terra Insights for about $560 million Aussie dollars. Its shares were down by about 3% today. And uh, it's just that acquisition is expected to be completed in the first half of next year and it will be funded by existing cash and undrawn bank facilities. And uh, electric conveyancing platform PEXA fell uh, ooh, down 11% following an update on the acquisition of a UK business smooth. Smooth. Well, Transurban has appointed former NAB Chief Financial Officer Gary Lennon to its board. The toll roads operator saying Lennon will start his position as a non-executive director from March 18. Its share price just slightly higher and gold stocks doing really well today as well. Yeah, and just we've already touched on it, KMD Brands, which owns the Kathmandu outdoor clothing brand. We can see shares off 6% after they said sales had fallen 12.5% below last year in its latest trading update. And that was the stock of the day. We had Sean Cartwright of Anandara Asset Manager and Michael Wynn of Medallion Financials join Koshi on the call to share their buy, hold or sell verdict on KMD. You know, some businesses that seem to be able to do well throughout the retail cycle and others which are a bit more cyclical. Um, so if you look at things like Nick Scarly, JB Hi-Fi, they tend to be sort of the high quality retailers that most people think of and they've been able to withstand most cycles. Kathmandu or now KMD Brands has always been quite up and down. And I mean, that chart alone yeah. sort of reflects that. Um, you know, it's either too, too hot during winter or, or too cold during summer. There's always seems to be something as basic as that which can really throw the business. A little bit nervous about that broader retail space, particularly right. when it's a, a very specialised retailer such as this. Yeah. Um, so look, for mine, I'm not going to give it a buy. I'm yeah. probably going to give it a sell because we've never hold it in my life. Um, the fact that they're reporting that um, sales are down, um, whereas we're seeing things like JB reporting uh, relatively well shows that this truly is a discretionary um, type trade. Nothing to get excited about and I'd probably sell and if you were looking for something in the retail space, I'd be going for a Nick Scarly or a um, <clears throat> JB Hi-Fi.
Mates Day. Let's get to Carl Rotter from Capital.com for a wrap on the market today. Hi, Kyle. Where are you? Is he there? <laughs> there he is. Oh, we can't hear him. Oh, uh-oh. Can't hear you. What's happening out there, oh, my no. friends? We'll just uh, talk while Kyle... Kyle's just sorting himself just, out. Hear no evil, see no evil. He's shocked. There you that, go. Um, are you back? He's back. See no evil, speak no evil. Yes. Hello. Yeah. Um, so the buy everything rally, Kyle, is it, you know, Santa's on his way. I think Santa's arrived. So. Yeah, every sector, every sector higher <laughs> for the day. So um, it almost seems indiscriminate in a way that uh, yeah, everything's basically going up. And of course, it's a function of interest rate cuts and, and lower lower risk-free rates. So it's a lot of momentum now. We haven't seen a huge um, move in, in bond markets over the last you know couple of days. Um, a few um, basis points here and there. Nothing to sort of justify these, you know, 0. 0.7, 0.8% uh, rallies in the ASX or you know effectively these kind of moves that we've seen on, on Wall Street. But nevertheless, you know, clearly uh, the story um, tells itself that the market is trading on that momentum of rate cuts next year. Despite the gentle pushback of some of some uh, Fed officials in the in the last few days, and uh, like you said, that that by by everything really persists, and I mean you know, the way things are going may may persist for a few days yet, um, barring kind of um, you know sort of shock uh, to to disrupt things. Mm. And uh, the Nikkei also going continuing its strong rally. So it's interesting because China just can't catch a trick apart from the fact that the primates haven't moved. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, the Chinese market is just looking, you know, loveless at the moment, whereas Japan, which was loveless for 30 years, just continues to make new highs. Kyle, what's going on? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the shoes on the other foot. Uh, certainly, the BOJ yesterday coming in a little bit dovish was was supportive of uh, Japanese equities, and we're basically at 33 year highs again. A little bit shy, but we'll call it close to 33 years highs again on the on the Nikkei. So, um, fairly positive there. You know, we've got the 10 year JGB yield down at about 55 basis points as well. Which, considering you know there was some nervousness that maybe that would hit or, or push through 1% when obviously we had this big bond sell off a few months ago, um, and may sort of catalyze um, you know a greater tweaking from the BOJ in terms of its yield curve control policy. Things have changed very quickly there, and um, you know the yen has been in in a bit of an uptrend recently. But again, after yesterday's kind of you know dovish guidance from from the BOJ, um, you know it's it's softened a little bit, and that's been beneficial for, for the Nikkei as well. Um, but again, contrasting that, China's uh, equities are looking woeful. Um, you know we priced the, the China what we call the China A50, uh, but if, even if you look at the CSI 300 uh, as well at levels that we haven't seen since basically the end of 2019. So five year lows or very very cl- actually sorry the start of 2019 I believe uh, close to five year lows. Um, so that's probably a very significant area of concern going into next year because it's basically the only market in the world that hasn't participated in this everything rally. And we can sort of rattle off the reasons as to why there's, there's such weakness there, ranging from obviously very sluggish fundamentals. You know, sentiment uh, apparently is absolutely shot uh, within the economy and both the investment community. And we've got these ongoing issues with, with the property market. I think the thing that's sort of a bit of a mystery is, you know, how deeply embedded uh, are these problems? How, how deep do the weeds go? There's, you know, all this talk that perhaps, you know, even as bad as the property sector does look and the financial stability risks that exist in China 
uh, as bad as they are, that they could be even worse than many are anticipating. It has to be said, um, a lot of surveys are suggesting that there's a, a building bullishness uh, towards Chinese assets just because historically they're so undervalued. Um, but, you know, the flip side of that is, you know, maybe they're cheap for a particular reason and, and maybe reflecting, again, some severe systemic risks within the economy. And maybe that sort of dreaded balance sheet recession, which was responsible for effectively uh, for, you know, the two two or three lost decades that uh, Japan Japanese um, assets experienced. So, um, yeah, a huge contrast in, in both markets, um, China just not participating in, in this ever, everything really at all. All right, let's move to the UK and what we could see. Actually, Scania and I were talking earlier about the fact that a whole generation basically hasn't seen inflation at these levels that we've been faced at these 40-year highs, but it could see some easing from uh, the CPI rate in the UK. Yeah, coming down slowly, perhaps not as quickly as uh, the rest of the world. And I think if you do look at um, the UK, maybe because of sort of uh, post-Brexit um, uh, labour markets, there has been more of a sort of a wage price dynamic uh, or spiral even um, over there compared to, say, Europe, the US or, or any other sort of comparable developed economy. So uh, at the moment, you know, Last week we had, you know, wage growth numbers coming down to about 7.2% um, year over year. Um, the inflation numbers uh, tonight are expected to show a further moderation in headline inflation to sort of 4.5% um, core inflation to sort of the, uh, the mid uh, to low 5%. Um, and there's still expectations in the market that, that the Bank of England will be in the position to cut next year, despite the pushback that we got from Governor Bailey, who, you know, um, was very, very um, clear uh, and kind of almost strident in a way of um, his commitment to bringing inflation down first and foremost, and not even really considering the kind of two and a half uh, rate cuts that are currently priced in uh, in the UK or by the uh, from the BOE next year. Uh, so it should be fascinating. It, as far as the, the markets are concerned, I mean, if you do look at the, the, the pound itself, the cable, um, does seem to be sort of creeping higher in a little bit of an uptrend. That's more of a US dollar story quite naturally as um, yields, uh, yield differentials compress as we see, you know, sort of treasuries come down in, in, in response to expectations for rate cuts from the Fed next year. Um, but again, you know, the, the UK is an interesting case, probably more exposed to some of those supply shocks, uh, both in terms of, you know, energy markets as well as labour markets, and that's what's keeping inflation higher. Um, but um, this data tonight is expected to show that the trend is in the right direction, uh, but perhaps, you know, maybe not falling as quickly um, as, as other uh, global economies um, and also, you know, sort of indicative of a, of a Bank of England that won't be in the position to cut rates quite as aggressively as perhaps, again, sort of their G4 uh, counterparts are, uh, or markets are expecting from their G4 counterparts. Kyle, hasn't sentiment changed? I was just quickly trying to remember, it was the 1st of November when you had your lovely Sydney panel and I remember... <laughs> I'm going to put it out there. I was the lone goose saying that rates might come down next year and everyone was for higher for longer. It's pretty staggering, isn't it? The shift in the narrative, like how much has actually transpired in literally a few weeks. Yeah, and I guess, you know, because things can move so quickly, um, you know, if you look at the next risk, it could be that, you know, we might get a sort of um, bounce back once again. You know, I, I, I believe that markets tend to oscillate and overshoot in both directions mm. in, in as they sort of trend. Um, and, you know, the, the, the fundamentally, the, the big risk now, um, especially as we get these kind of really lazy holiday market conditions where momentum and, you know, um, CTA accounts or whatever start just basically um, driving prices higher for no really rational reason is that we've got six cuts, we'll call it roughly six cuts in the market for the Fed priced in next year. Uh, we've got this sort of subtle pushback from Fed officials recently. All we would potentially need is some strong data to kind of unwind maybe two or three of those of those cuts being baked in uh, for asset prices then to have to kind of, 
you know, obviously uh, adjust again from, you know, from a technical standpoint, what is historically, you know, stretched and overbought levels, at least when you look at US indices. So um, by all means, I'm sort of sympathetic to the view that um, we will see cuts next year. And um, maybe, you know, there won't be the soft landing as well that we're getting sort of um, discounted in markets too, which seems to be the prevailing narrative. Um, But there is, I think, the fairly significant risk that the timing of this is a little bit wrong, um, that we've just got momentum sort of chasing markets a little bit too far to, to one direction. Everyone's on the one side of the boat. And then, you know, maybe at some point in January, we get a little rude shock at some point. But nevertheless, um, again, going into sort of these Christmas periods, um, you tend not to get those kind of things until the new year. So for now, uh, we sort of just um, run run with the high. Um, but yeah, that, that would be the, the next sort of um, risk of volatility is, is some strong data that potentially unwinds some of those cuts that are baked into the market. Absolutely, Kyle. Absolutely. As always, thank you so much. Great to see you. Um, happy Primates Day. Happy Primates Day. And if I don't speak to you, have a happy yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry- <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right. See you, Kyle. Okay. Kyle Aroda from Capital.com. So let's now check in with some of the leaders and the laggards in today's trade and see. There we are. We can see very much the gold mining sector, the lithium sector running hard today. Sayona Mining up by 12, over 12%. And Chalice Mining, you were speaking about, was it the CEO saying they don't want to have um, yeah, short sure. sellers? Yeah, yeah, they just feel that it's a geopolitical risk um, when you're developing critical minerals in this country and take a lead out of Korea, which actually bans short selling. Mm. All right, to the losers on the day. Uh, PEXA we discussed, 11.3% lower. Neuron Pharmaceuticals was also around yesterday, down 4.5%. Orica we also discussed. And uh, ARB and Bega also there too. And let's check in with some of the small cap movers and see what's been happening in that space. And uh, the small cap leaders today, uh, maybe they've gone, yes, there we go. Fluence, haven't seen that one for a while, up by 22%. And the likes of Southern Cross Gold and Gold Stocks were in focus today, up by almost 11%. And the losers at the small end of town today, uh, Atlantic Lithium, we discussed sort of the moves in some of those lithium players, uh, Byron Energy, Catalyst Metals down 6%. Uh, looking ahead to the tonight, uh, what's on overnight, we mentioned with, uh, of course, Kyle, the CPI print from the UK, but uh, a little bit of data coming through out of the US as well. Yes, US mortgage applications. There was very strong housing starts actually out in the US uh, yesterday. US consumer confidence, current account balance, and we've also got BlackBerry, General Mills and Micron technology reporting as well. And looking ahead to what we can expect tomorrow, Thursday, uh, derivatives expiring for the ASX um, and of course ANZ holding its AGM and then looking very, very, very far ahead. The third quarter (laughs) US GDP will come through Thursday night as well, the Philadelphia Fed Activity Index for December. All right, so we are at that 10-month high on the ASX 200. Let's recap where the market is. Of course, as we were saying, sky high. Where's the uh, ASX 200? Yeah, so it does look a little bit of profit-taking. Came in uh, just at the end. The SIBO 200 up 7 tenths of a percent or 10.4 points. And the ASX 200 up 48.8 points, 7,500. 
537 or 0.65%. But uh, we do have, I was just having a quick look, the uh, minis, the futures looking like they're in positive territory over in the US. Yeah. And it would be very unusual to have eight weeks of gains, but you never know, this melt up rally. Uh, yes, yeah, slight, slight gains at the moment in terms of the US futures, but hey ho, we'll have to wait and see. I'm not going to tempt it by wearing red tomorrow, though. <laughs> I think we should at least try and keep Maybe this. go a different colour. Yeah. Maybe yellow. We'll yellow see. would be nice. Bright yeah. and sunshiny. We will see you tomorrow. Exactly. Have a great evening. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.